0: That will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus, how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka.
1: Thank you so much for being here on Million Dollar Mindset Radio on this Happy Monday. I say Happy just because I love being here with all of you each and every Monday at one o'clock Central, two o'clock Eastern. I'm going to have fun here today, and I hope that you have fun listening and that you gain a lot from this show because I have sort of a kindred spirit here with me today, someone who also loves helping others to find happiness and success in their life and and understand, gain that clarity and in what they truly want out of life, which so many people are missing that clarity. And let's face it, if you don't know what you want out of life, you're, you're not ever going to be able to create the path to get there. So this show should be interesting for you. If, if you can't honestly say that you're getting what you want out of life, if, if you don't feel like Whatever your definition of success is, if you don't feel like you're truly achieving that or well on your way to that, then this is a show for you. And certainly if you don't feel happy or successful. So ask yourself, do you even know? what you really, really, really want. And that may sound like a silly question, but when you really delve into that topic and you put this on writing, and you might just find yourself having very generic answers to that question. We're going to talk more about that today. Now, the good news is that you can have all of the personal happiness and professional success that you desire. And if you listen to Million Dollar Mindset, I hope you're on board with that. And... We're going to talk today about the right formula to follow to achieve that happiness and success. Today, our guest is going to talk to us about the three secrets for getting what you want out of life and work. Very intriguing, isn't it? Today, we have with us Dr. Alan Zimmerman, who's spoken to more than one million people across the United States and around the world, giving them the tools they need to achieve their goals on and off the job. Very important. As a prominent, sought-after author and speaker, Dr. Zimmerman works with a variety of organizations and professional associations, and his clients universally characterize him as a genuine, down-to-earth, practical, and powerful guy, and I can attest to that because, Dr. Zimmerman, we spoke last week on Big Pitch Radio, so I'm very excited to have you here again on Million Dollar Mindset.
2: Well, thanks, Marla. I'm glad to be back. We had a great conversation, and looking forward to continuing that.
1: Thank you. Me too. Me too. Now, you've recently authored the "The Payoff Principle: uh, Discover the Three Secrets for Getting What You Want Out of Life and Work." Fabulous book. I have it here in my hands, and I've been enjoying going through it. And I'll read it in more detail too. Um, But I'm curious, you know, you've helped so many people, as your bio says, across the globe to figure out what they want in life, to get that clarity and to achieve happiness and success. And I'm curious, what set you, what happened in your life that set you on this path?
2: Well, several things. I learned too many things the hard way. I grew up in a family where there was alcoholism, divorce, suicide, imprisonment. We were hit with everything in our family, and it bothered me that people have all these problems and yet not the easy solution to get the answers they want. And so I spent about 30 years, Marla, researching, surveying people, asking, what do you want out of life, out of work? And by far, the two most common answers you just referred to. Everybody says, I just want to be happy, Mm -hmm. or I want to be a success. And that's great. Nothing wrong with those answers. But as I, I'm indicating, most folks don't know how to find that, and that's the purpose of the book. There are some secrets that we can reveal that will almost for sure guarantee that you'll have more happiness, more success. So that's all i want to talk about today
1: hmm. Wonderful. And, uh, you know, most important, I think, is the very, very foundation of achieving that happiness and success. And in your book, you know, as you said, you've interviewed thousands of people asking them what they want most. And and, um, you know, I mentioned at the top of the show that while happiness and success are oh, my gosh, you know, in in our hearts, right? It's not really a clear answer to that question because we have to know what happiness and success means to each of us because it's different to everybody. And in your book, you identify three questions that, that people could ask themselves to gain clarity on what they really want. Would you talk to us about those three questions?
2: Well, one question you should ask yourself is, are you happy with the direction that you are moving? If you don't make any changes in your life, you're going to end up somewhere three, five, ten years from now. Do you like where you're headed? If you're not, it indicates some need for change. Mm-hmm. A second question, are you happy with the rate of your growth? In other words, five years from today, besides being at a different place, you'll be a different person. Are you deciding where you want to how you want to be as a person, or simply whatever happens, happens? And so are you looking at the direction of your growth, the rate of your growth? The difficulty for a lot of people is they say, I just want to be happy. Well, that's fine. But I'll ask them, what is it to you? Because if you can't define it, you can't achieve it. And the same thing with that goal of success. Go to a bookstore. There are 10,000 books on success these days. But the only definition that really counts is yours. What's your definition of success? So, I start the book by asking those questions. What do you really, really, really want? And guide them through some questions such as that so they can define what they want. Then, the rest of the book will show them how to get that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and And, you know, I work in my coaching practice, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. And, one of the very first questions I ask in my intake form is uh, what does success mean to you and what is most important about success? Right. And we get, a lot of different definitions but what I noticed with entrepreneurs myself included is that it's always some form of freedom they're referring to freedom is definitely a top value for entrepreneurs and yet yet so many get stuck in their business now that may mean freedom to them because they're making their own choices but they're working 12 hours a day six days a week and that's not really 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 freedom so yeah it's important to define these values, you know, and I definitely walk my clients through a values exercise that can take sometimes weeks to to finish, and and for me, it's it's really important to define the value so we understand our image, our picture, our interpretation of that value, not that of society. Um, do you help? Do you do you also? Are you on board with the values work?
2: Absolutely. <clears throat> In fact, uh, a simple slogan I tell my clients. If you don't know what you really want, if you don't know what you love, you don't know what you value, your only other alternative is to settle for less. Mm -hmm. And that will burn you out, kill off your self-esteem, kill off your energy, your motivation. And one simple activity I take people through, I give them a instrument where they go through about 75 different values, such as freedom, money, work-life balance, all these various values, all good values. But have them rate them as to how important they are to those individuals individually. And then come up with the top five values to see if their top five values are really aligning with their life. If you're not walking your talk, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I'd be glad to share that with anybody uh, on our call today. If they want me to send them those 50, 75 values in the instrument, glad to do so.
1: And, And where would they contact you if they're interested in that?
2: My email is simply Alan, A L A N at drzimmerman.com. That's D-R for doctor, and then Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N.com.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. That's a very generous offer. Yeah, that is the very foundation of everything we do. In your book, you talk about, you know, the title of the book, actually, The Payoff Principle. What do you mean? What is The Payoff
2: Principle? Well, that's a good question. If you look at all the research on entrepreneurs, on leadership, motivation, success, business, they tend to fall into three categories. Some books say you've got to have a purpose-driven life, and that's true. You need to have purpose in your life and your business. But there are some folks who have a purpose but have very few results. Some books say attitude is everything. I certainly believe in attitude. We all know people who are high in the sky attitude but are aimless and no particular purpose driving that energy. And then there are other folks who will say, I don't care about all that touchy-feely stuff, motivation. Just tell me how to do the job. They're all about skills. They're all partial truths. And after all the research, I came across this payoff principle, which says the three secrets, purpose plus passion plus process, Equals payoff. Payoff meaning big results or happiness, success. And if you're missing any one of those three ingredients, you may have a good business or a good life, but you'll never have a great business or a great life. must have purpose, passion, and process.
1: That's fabulous work. we're going to go into break in about a, a minute or so, Alan, and when we come back, I'd like to talk a little more about that discovery process you know i've I've had clients and I'm sure that you have as well who who say, "Gosh, I really don't know where my passion lies, or I don't know mm-hmm. what my purpose here is, and I think you know so many people get stuck in that belief system that they don't know and uh, and the fact is I think for me, I think we all know I think we just don't go down deep enough to discover it and um, And to really assess it, so I'm sure you probably have a secret formula for <laughs> for helping people to get to to know themselves better in that way. You are listening. Yeah yeah good we're going to discover those when we come back from break and you're listening to million dollar mindset radio and this is marla tabaka you can find me at marla tabaka t-a-b-a-k-a dot com and uh, also over at Inc magazine Inc com slash author slash marla hyphen tabaka lots of good stuff over there for entrepreneurs and uh, will really help you to engage that million dollar mindset so that you can achieve what you really want out of of life and business and that's what we're here talking about today with dr alan zimmerman author of the payoff principle so go check that out we're going to be right back
3: You've got big vision. Now it's time for you to make it happen.
4: It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for B Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week... Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be by Design, How I Be is Up to Me. hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time.
0: Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset,
1: And we are here today with Dr. Alan Zimmerman. This is Marla Tabaka, and I'm really grateful that you're here with us today. Uh, get in touch, will you, in social media. You'll find me under my name, Marla Tabaka, just about every platform out there. So uh, let's have some fun and chat in social media as well. And I should ask you that, Alan. Are, are you in social media? Can Will our listeners find you out there?
2: Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Twitter. Facebook, I'm in all those various social media. Beautiful. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter is Dr. Underscore Zimmerman.
1: All right. That's nice and easy. Very good. So we've been having a great conversation here, and uh, I know that we both agree that we we often come across that client who sadly doesn't know how to tap into their purpose and their passion, and and they just can't grasp it. They don't know how to get down there into it. And I said to you during break that it's my belief that we all know these things about ourselves, but maybe some trauma has, has blocked us or as you said maybe we're just living life too small so with people who really and truly don't either understand or know what their purpose is how can we help them to discover that
2: absolutely I find a lot of people who will say I know about the word purpose I've heard about it I know it's kind of important but not sure what my purpose is And so we try to help them discover and clarify their purpose. And the way to do that is visualize a three-legged stool. Each leg of the stool represents a key question. When you answer all three questions, you get the top of the stool, the platform, which is your purpose. And I'll talk you through it. The first leg of the stool asks the question, what are you good at? Everybody has some talents, some gifts, some abilities. Maybe you're good at organizing projects. Maybe you're good at giving presentations. Maybe you're good with numbers. Maybe you're good at meeting people, networking. Could be a thousand skills. Write them down. Get the longest list possible. And if you're a little bit low on self esteem and can't think of all your gifts and talents, ask for a bunch of folks who know you, who work with you, who respect you, who like you, to add their ideas to the list. So, the first question what are you good at? you got a lot of talents. Don't be afraid. Write them all down. The second leg of the stool asks the question, what excites you? For example, some people might be excited working on a spreadsheet of numbers. For somebody else, that is dreadful. What excites you? Maybe it's working with people. Maybe it's having a vision come forth and you see a big change take place in people's lives. Maybe it's writing a book, creating a new product. What excites you? Again, get a long list. It doesn't make a lot of sense to spend your whole life doing a job that you hate just because it pays well. In the long run, not a good trade-off. So what excites you? And the third question, what difference do you want to make? In other words, you leave your thumbprint on the world. Maybe you're trying to make a difference in terms of making people's lives more productive. Maybe you want to streamline processes for organizations. Want to create a product that will save people time in their homes. Maybe it could be part of your difference is you're raising families, kids who have good values, understand economics. But somehow you're making a difference, a thumbprint. It may take you a few minutes, it may take you two, three days. No need to hurry. But answer those questions in detail. What are you good at? What excites you? What difference do you want to make? Where those three things come together, where there's convergence, you find your purpose.
1: Yeah, and sometimes those are fantastic questions and sometimes people are able to answer those questions, but they're not quite sure what they do with that convergence and and how they can actually make that purpose begin to come visible to the world and and feel some achievement around that purpose. And of course, being a coach, I would say that's the perfect time to get a coach. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) What is your answer to that?
2: I agree. Once you've got some idea what your purpose might be, having a coach continue the clarifying process, the accountability process is a great thing to do. I strongly recommend write your purpose out. It may be two or three sentences. You take a big organization like Disney. It's as simple as We Create Happiness Mm -hmm. or Service Master. Their purpose statement is serving God in all we do. For me, I spend my life writing books, lecturing to audiences, Appearing at conferences across the world. And my purpose is to simply help people find a faster, sure way to improve the quality of their lives, the outcomes of their business. In other words, happiness, success. So write it down. And once you write it down, look at that in the morning and ask yourself what are two, three things I can do today that will be on target, will be on purpose? I realize. Not all parts of all days can be on purpose. We have to do things like pick up groceries. We have to weed the garden. That's life. Can't be on purpose every single moment. But add some of your day, every day, be on purpose. And at the end of the day, take a review. What did I do today that was really on purpose? I find that to be a very helpful strategy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's such a gentle way of asking yourself. It's such a gentle question instead of what did I accomplish today? Yeah. it's (laughs) What did I do to be on purpose? And that's such Mm -hmm. a gentle, loving way to to say that. That's really wonderful. And so you're saying to take these steps every single day, to do these things every single day, to become a producer, in other words. And in your book, you talk about the characteristics of a, an outstanding producer. Let's talk about those a little bit. Tell us what
2: they are. Well, I talk about four types of people. If you're missing one of the three secrets of purpose, passion, and process, you end up being what I call a good enougher, a mm-hmm. struggler, or a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And if people are curious about which category That's they funny. might fall into, I've got another free offer for them. Oh. I put together a quiz. One quiz, 15 questions, 10 minutes, and they'll know exactly. Do you have enough purpose in your life, passion, process? Are you a good enough -er? Are you a dreamer, a struggler? Or are you you a producer, like you're talking about? And the whole book is focused on being more of a producer. Some characteristics of producers, they have tremendous self-esteem. They believe in themselves. There's a certain sense of confidence. Not arrogance. That's always a sign of low self-esteem. A sense of believing in myself a sense of confidence. You find that in a producer. You find a lot of motivation that they are self-starters. They don't need somebody else to kick their butt, get them going in the morning. They have that self-starting motivation. Certainly they're goal-setters. When I look at leaders in industry and business, I don't find a single one of them who wandered the way to success, who woke up one morning and said, wow, it all happened. They set clear goals and made steps or progress towards those goals every day. They were goal setters. I think the fourth thing you find with producers is they work with people. There are very few lone ranger successes in this world that they have some people skills. You hear the story of the recluse who invented something in his, his basement or her basement, but for the most part, there were people along the way that advised, consulted, helped, encouraged have a network of people be good at people relationships Uh, those are three four things i see in all producers the self-esteem the motivation the goal setting the relationship skills
1: yeah yeah i absolutely agree and there may be some listeners out there saying well i don't have relationship skills i'm an introvert and uh, for those i'm going to disagree you do have those skills and in fact um I just wrote an article, Alan, that I posted on Inc. I think it was last week. Um, I think it was eight ways that you can become more charismatic. And I believe that even introverted people can become more charismatic and build relationships and do what they need to get out there and to actually get their purpose not only known to themselves, but to the world. And to do that. We all need that fire in the belly, and I know that defining the purpose and feeling passionate about that is one of the things that absolutely puts that there, and and that's where you know, we can actually start to just turn to that purpose, that statement that we should all have, hopefully we all do have, and, and just saying it out loud or say, describing it to someone else should set you on fire. So we've just got a couple of minutes before we go into break now, but talk to us a little bit about that that passion. And and you say there are three components of fired-up passion.
2: Yes. I look at passion as a fire. It's a fire burning inside of you. And for a fire to burn, keep on burning, and burning effectively, it has three elements. First part of fire is some kind of fuel. Maybe it's wood. Maybe it's coal. You need fuel for the fire. Well, the fuel for the passion fire inside of you is attitude. You also need oxygen to keep the fire burning. I call that persistence. And thirdly, a fire needs to be effective, a fire ring. In other words, without some kind of containing structure, such as a row of rocks around it, the fire can burn in the wrong direction or out of control. And I call that aspect of the passion fire That's character, doing the right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Need all three for passion to work for you instead of against you.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, having that integrity, uh, which is also, I find, a value that's really in the top five of most entrepreneurs nowadays yep. i don't know that that was always true um but but i think certainly it is true nowadays so i love that okay when we come back from break why don't we talk a little bit more about that passion because again yep. you know these three things we're talking about right they're just such a they are the foundation to success and to happiness and um I love that. So we want to just be able to help people how to be persistent in learning this and staying with it to have that stick-to-itiveness that it takes to really, you know, because this isn't, we're not saying this is easy, right? I mean, this can be some work
2: here, right? It's simple but not easy.
1: Yes, yes, simple but not easy. That's right. And some of the things that we know are absolutely fabulously good for us, we tend not to do in a regular routine or regular pattern. So, So we'll talk more about these attributes when we come back from this break. You're listening to Million Dollar Mindset Radio, and I'm here with Dr. Alan Zimmerman, and he is the author of The Payoff Principle, Discover the Three Secrets for Getting What You Want, Out of Life and Work, a definite book to pick up. I'm really enjoying reading it and uh, love the way it's laid out. It's a nice, simple read, so it's one that I recommend to put on your reading list. We're just going to go into break for a couple of minutes, and when we come back, we're going to have more with Dr. Alan Zimmerman.
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer.
4: My horoscope in the Coffee News says I'm going to make a big change in my life. Wow, I love the ads in the Coffee News. and trying to find cuppy to win prizes. Yeah, and the fun facts and trivia are killer, too. Hey, maybe we should advertise our business in there. I hear it's very inexpensive and everybody I know reads it. Awesome idea. Let's call 903-283-0203 or go to coffeenewstyler.com and get her done. What's that number again? It's 903-283-0203, coffeenewstyler.com.
5: today with Dr. Alan Zimmerman. And going into break, Alan, we were talking about the three elements of passion. And you listed them as attitude, persistence, and character. Why don't we break those down a little bit and talk about what each one of those means and and how people can become more persistent and have the attitude that is really, really most supportive of their goal and their purpose and their passion and uh, build that character that's so needed.
2: Absolutely. Let's talk about the first element, which is the attitude of passion. When people think about passion, they often think about just being raw, raw, enthusiastic, passionate, and energetic, and that's Mm -hmm. partly true. But I think of people like Bernie Madoff, one of the biggest scoundrels of the last hundred years. He had tons of attitude, lots of passion. But he obviously lacked in character one of those elements and went off in the wrong direction and hurt millions of people. So going through that step-by-step, step, the first part of the fire passion is attitude. And people will tell me, well, I can't help the way I feel. Or I've always been this way. I say, that's a big, fat lie. People can change the attitude. They may not know how, but they're always changeable. And in the book, I give people several strategies for how they build an attitude that stays strong and positive all the time. One is to see something positive in every situation. Life is never black or white. Even in a tough situation, there's always, always, always something good in it. If you can see the positive, you'll maintain the attitude. One of my heroes, Winston Churchill, put it this way, the optimist sees the opportunity. In every difficulty, the pessimist sees a difficulty in every opportunity.
5: (laughs) So true. So true.
2: Yeah, and we've all been through tragedies. Whether it's financial or personal, whatever, you can see the positive. You'll keep the attitude strong. Second attitude strategy would be to expect positive things to happen. In psychology, we talked about the self-fulfilling prophecy you expect to lose or have great difficulties that you can't handle, you increase your chances of actually losing. You will find yourself faking yourself out and failing more than you have to. Expect good things to happen. And a third strategy. I call it the positive but method. In other words, even though this difficulty is going on, but on the other hand. And I would advise our listeners today, take a piece of paper. Put a line down the middle. Top of the left-hand side, write the word problems and list all your problems. Financial problems, business problems, personal problems, relationship problems. On the right-hand side, put the word blessing at the top. And for every problem you list, put a counteracting blessing. In a workshop a while ago, a lady wrote this. I lost my husband recently, but I have my children. I lost some money when my stocks dropped drastically, but I have my house, which was paid for. And she went on and on and on. And I tell people, do you see the point? You can focus on the left-hand side, all the problems, and be as depressed as you want to be. Or you can focus on the right-hand side, the positive but, and be quite positive in your attitude. So that's how I describe that first part of the fire, Marla, the attitude, some skills they can use.
5: Yeah, yeah, I love that and that mental attitude. I mean, we are listening to Million Dollar Mindset Radio after all, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, it's so critical, and I think I'd like to add to that and and remind people that a a physical state change when you are tending to focus more on that left side of the list, the the losses and the, the downside of life as you would label it um, a physical state change can actually help to get you out of that place as well and so exercise or you know shouting affirmations that support Mm -hmm. your purpose and passion from the rooftops and and really movement getting into movement can help too and so many people tend to just kind of curl up into their shell when they're feeling those negative things in their life and you've got to just have that discipline, that persistence to do something else. And so that takes us right into the next uh, next element, right, of persistence.
2: It sure does. And with all our entrepreneurs here on the line listening, obviously part of your job as an entrepreneur is selling your ideas. And this is a key point, remember. What I discovered in the research is that 92% of salespeople give up. After the fourth, no. Right. But get this, 60% of customers say no four times before they say yes. So what that tells me is the majority of the sales go to the few salespeople who are persistent enough to hang in there and not give up. There's research to back up your persistence. And one strategy I can recommend, you referred to it a moment ago, Arla, and that is give up mind binders. A mind-binder is a negative comment you tell yourself over and over that destroys your persistence. It might be, I'll never get ahead. I'll never have a good relationship. I can't save money. I can't sell the idea. I can't stick to a diet. I can't remember names. Or a thousand similar comments. If you tell yourself those comments, you're almost bound to fail because you perform exactly as you see yourself. So you want to be persistent start affirming something as Marla suggested. I can do it. I can hang in there. I have the courage. I have the durability. I can handle it. Those things will give you persistence, but stop the mind binders. They'll kill you.
5: Yeah, they really do. And, um, for, for some people, I'd love to point out that, you know, there's a lot of blame, a lot of self blame that goes along with those Mm -hmm. mind binders. And I, I like that term you put to it. And, uh, People have, I think all of us, as you said, we've all had traumatic events in our life. We've all had losses and, uh, in some cases, even experienced catastrophe in our lives. And uh, when that happens, that fight-or-flight response kicks in, and it really does embed itself in a way in our neural system. And I use, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Alan, but I use EFT, emotional freedom techniques, or also known mm-hmm. as tapping my practice and uh it has proven to be such a powerful way to help people get beyond these mind binders that have been with them so they have actually become a part of them and um it 's been very, very powerful, so i 'd love to chat about that sometime and I think that my regular listeners certainly know about eFt and and uh, how I use that in my practice as well so yeah, we have to have the persistence you 're so right to have, to to be able to move beyond the negativity and to gain that mindset that uh, successful people have. And and I think yeah I think anybody can do that and and you're not alone and you mentioned that at the top of the show that we're not alone in this and uh, it, it takes a village and to reach out and to find your your tribe.
2: <laughs> well, you're exactly right. The whole mindset thing. I tell my clients that your attitude will defeat you faster than any competitor you'll ever have.
5: Yep. Yeah. It becomes you.
2: Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Guard that.
5: Yeah. yeah, or you become it, perhaps I should say. And finally, character. We all need this character. Talk to us about that.
2: Well, character is that fire ring, that set of rocks around the fire. Without that, it burns in the wrong direction, ends up causing destruction oftentimes. And a couple of things. I know I would define characters doing the right thing, and that's almost old-fashioned these days. I think a lot of folks have the idea, if you don't get caught, no big deal. Nobody knows about it. What's the problem? It's doing the right thing. First of all, you cannot feel good about yourself. You really can't. Have a real self-respect, self-esteem. If you cut corners, be dishonest, tell some white lies, do things to benefit yourself in the short run, you may get a few advantages here and there. But you simply are going to pay the price of your own self-respect, self-esteem, and eventually relationships. So doing the right thing. And people say, well, how do you know if it's the right thing? That's a complex question. A couple ways to make that simpler. When you're contemplating a decision, a behavior, an action, ask yourself if you would be okay if everybody knew about that behavior, that decision your spouse, your partner, your kids, your co-workers, your customers, on the front page of the newspaper, on TV. If it were publicized everywhere and you felt totally okay with people knowing about what you were about to do and why you were doing it, the motivation behind it, probably okay. But if you're cringing, think, gee, I don't want them exactly to know why I'm doing this, what my self-interest is, how I cut a few corners. If you're not feeling all that comfortable with that something publicized, probably not the right thing. Rethink your action. And a simple strategy, but not easy. If you're going to be a producer with character, it's tell the truth, period. In other words, you can't play games with the truth. You must be absolutely honest. No distortions. No little white lies. No false fronts. No bravado. No messing around with the words to be politically correct or to make things seem a certain way when they really are not. I think if our politicians would follow this one rule of telling the truth, we could solve a lot of our problems rather quickly.
5: I would certainly agree with you there, Alan. Absolutely. All righty. We are going into our last break i can't believe it because i'm really enjoying this topic as always and we're going to be right back here with dr alan zimmerman uh exploring this third principle in the book and again the book is the payoff principle discover the three secrets for getting what you want out of life and work and i just think that sounds incredibly exciting so run out there and pick up this book you'll find me at marla tabaka.com i look forward to hearing from you and we'll be right back
0: Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these.
3: Secret cuisines and sacred rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velasi's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velasi is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, in Science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Only here
4: on the WooHoo Radio Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mobby to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the ripe age of five. She was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul Radio Show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul Radio Show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time
5: final minutes of the show today, and we, we are here with Dr. Alan Zimmerman, who's received numerous awards and honors for his contributions in the fields of attitude, communication, leadership, and speaking. And most recently, he won the National Speakers Association Award for the, its highest honor, uh, the Council of Peers Award of Excellence, and that must have been very exciting for you. Alan, congratulations.
2: Thank you. It was exciting.
5: Yeah, I'll bet. I'll bet. That's quite prestigious. And we're here on the third principle, which is the process. Now we're tying it all together here because you've got to have it all. Uh, so talk to us about the process and, and what all that includes.
2: Sure will. As Marla's been saying, the payoff principle is a, a little formula that purpose plus passion plus process equals payoff. We've talked about purpose. That's all about direction in life. We've talked about passion. That's about energy. But the last part, process, is about the skills. How do you get there? And I've discovered four processes. The exciting thing to me, every successful person I've met has this formula going on inside of them, whether they use it consciously or unconsciously. They seem to know, seem to be utilizing certain processes. The first one I'll mention is the process of affirming achievement. In other words, what do you say to yourself? Are you affirming positive things like, I can save this amount of money. I'm creating this kind of difference in my industry. I'm growing my database by this number. I'm raising children that I respect, love, who become mature adults, who I can respect and honor. In other words, what are you saying to yourself? We talk to ourselves all day long. But what we say oftentimes, according to the research, 80% of our self-talk is negative. Well, I couldn't do that. That would never work out. And yet, go to Olympic athletes as an example. You will not find one single winning gold medalist who has to swear by the technique of putting the right thought in to get the right results out. And I know they make fun of this technique on programs like Saturday Night Live. I like myself, and gee Gully, I'm wonderful. Well, we can laugh. And they can make all the fun they want, but they're dead, dead wrong. They'll not find one great winner, great success story, who doesn't use this technique. Put the right thoughts in. And people may think it sounds a little weird. They may not quite believe the positive things they tell themselves at the beginning. But this is a key point. Your subconscious mind is an information processor, not a truth detector. What you tell it, it begins to believe and act accordingly. And so I suggest in the book, exactly what you say to yourself, how long you say it, to get the results you want. It's the first process I strongly endorse, Marla.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And so let me ask you a question about that. Um, The difference between continually telling yourself something that you embrace as your truth but want to change, something negative, um, versus venting to a friend or unloading on a friend is there danger in doing that too?
2: Well, I tell people choose your associations very carefully. Some people when they're in a negative place find other depressed people to talk about and they commiserate. Uh-huh. And they simply bring each other down. <laughs> I tell people if you don't release them, you'll resemble them. And if you hang around negative folks and that say, that'll never work, you couldn't accomplish that. That's how they end up feeling and behaving. So choose your associations very carefully. Okay, don't unload. Don't unload those who have something that can contribute to the upside, not the downside.
5: I like that, and that is is very true. My my rule of thumb is um, three times. If something really goes wrong in your life, talk about it three times and then shut up and change it. (laughs) I like it.
2: Yes, good, good. Good rule.
5: (laughs) So let's talk about achievement.
2: Yeah. We've talked about that first process of affirming achievement. The second process, you achieve Uh, through continuing education. Yes. And that is, I don't care what degree you have whether you've got a high school degree, a Ph.D., or something in between, or nothing. We do know this, that whatever education you have right now, whatever skills you might possess right now, they got you here. But they're not enough to bring you to the next place you want to go. Simply put, what got you here won't get you there. And so read, 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 whether it's reading books, listening to podcasts, listening to this interview over and over again in the future, Picking up audio recordings, there is so much good stuff out there. I know it sounds like a slogan, but really, leaders are readers. Those I respect who are moving and shaking, making a difference out there. They're not content to think they know it all. They're getting more information. And I would say to everybody on the line here, get an educational program. One simple decision I made years ago, I would make myself as a minimum, read something educational, or hear something motivational 10 minutes per day. Not a big deal. But those 10 minutes per day turn into 60 hours more per year. Education I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. And it's transformed my business, my finances, my relationships in every way possible for the positive. Mm -hmm. So that's the second process. Continue education. Get a program. Stick to it.
5: You know, one of the things I do to achieve that is I, I almost always have a CD in my car uh, from yeah. the radio. You know, from the from the radio from the library. Um, that really motivates me, and, and I just tune I turn that on in my little jumps. You know, to and from the coffee shop or a friend's house or wherever I'm going, and just that you know five minutes that just really pumps me up. You know. Mm-hmm. It really works. It really works. So that continuing education is so important. All right. So you have two more principles, and and those were about self-growth, and and these are a little bit
2: different. Yeah, the last two processes deal with getting others to work with you. The first process I call connective communication. You'll remember the movie Cool Hand Luke, where the prison guard says what we have here is a failure to communicate. Yes. The classic line, but it Mm -hmm. happens all the time. And I use what I call the cooperation principle. It says to the degree you give other people what they need, they'll give you what you need. You can take courses on motivation, leadership, persuasion, salesmanship. Take all the courses. They all boil down to that one sentence. Give folks what they need. Get back what you need, their cooperation. And to connect with people so they want to work with you willingly, fully, cooperatively, not resist you. I suggest speaking their language. If I told my wife, for example, I loved her, I spoke it in French, which I do speak some French, but if she understood only English, we would not communicate. I have nice words, good heart, good intentions, no communication. In a similar sense, the folks you are working with have a preferred work language. In brief, they may have the language of respect. That, that is the ultimate thing that turns on their cooperation. Or it might be belonging. They feel like they belong to you, the organization. They're part of the team, the family. And they yeah, have the language of communication keep me fully informed. Or the fourth language, this is fun. Love being a part of this. Or a fifth language, tangible. They get something from it recognition, fame, money, whatever. Every one of the persons you work with, talk to, has a preferred language. Pay attention. Find out what their language is. Speak more of that to them, and you'll get a lot more back from them. That's connective communication.
5: Yeah, most definitely. And uh, as you said, it's, it's in the way we speak and also in the way we listen, and that takes us to our last one.
2: Yeah, the last one is compassionate listening. When we do research and ask people, what do you want in a leader? Among the top three, let's say that person listens well. When we ask, what do you want in a best friend, a marriage partner, a life partner, same results. Top three, the person listens well. So a highly valued characteristic. The research says the average person who's not trained in listening is tuned in just 25% of the time. Wow. That means they're daydreaming or taking their own response, but not truly tuned in. And you can't build much of a relationship or a business on 25% efficiency. And so I call it compassionate listening, a number of techniques. One might be as simple as when they are sharing to make sure they're saying everything you need to hear. Simply use three words, tell me more. Almost always they will tell you more. Pause. Take a second or two. Tell me more. They'll say some things that were left unsaid. Another technique is use the do you mean question. When a person makes a statement such as, I'm concerned about the stock market, you might say, do you mean you think it's going to go down significantly? You might say, well, yeah, or not so much that as I'm concerned about which sectors are most important to invest in. If you ask, do you mean questions, and get three yeses, it may take four or five questions, but you'll extract all kinds of meaning they never shared right on the surface.
5: Yeah, so learn
2: know. to listen that what's said and what's left unsaid.
5: Those are good, uh, good coaching uh, technique tools, exactly what yeah. we do as, as coaches. So, all right, we've got about a minute left is all this. It's been so wonderful hearing all this great information in such a su- succinct form that you've been able to put it in. Uh, so tell our listeners, again, you, offered, you made two very generous offers, and uh, where they can find you and where they can pick up this great book.
2: I will be glad to do so. The book is called The Payoff Principle, and to give you all kinds of bonuses on top of the book, just go to thepayoffprinciple.com. I've got a special page there. When you go to that page, you're going to get that free quiz to see if you're really a producer or maybe something less than that. You'll also get a free ebook that explains in more detail if you're a good enough, struggler, dreamer, how to get out of that. It's thepayoffprinciple.com. You'll also receive uh, 12 interviews. I found 12 superstars. Wow. I thought were superbly right. gifted and using the payoff principle. CEOs of business, entrepreneurs. Very generous. Get all the interviews. Comes free Very
5: generous. Thank you, Dr. Alan Zimmerman, for being here on Million Dollar Mindset today with us. We'll uh, hope to connect again soon.
2: Marlon, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you.